everyone. Good morning. Uh, this is Dio from Tritech Consulting. On this podcast today, we have someone very special here. His name is Stefan Aronisi and is a Scrum Master. So let me tell you a bit about Mr. Stefan. So um, he is an overly experienced Scrum Master, currently working for one of the renowned London-based investment banks. He has been practicing as a Scrum Master for five years and is now a Scrum Master hiring interviewer. He is also experienced in using empirical control process theory to develop and maintain complex products, a remarkable coach, and a first-rate communicator, experienced in Scrum, Kanban, and SAFE models. His professional expertise includes solid mentoring skills and Scrum tool usages, such as Jira, Confluence, Trello, Mural, and DevOps. He has exceptional training designs, delivery, and mentoring abilities. Uh, Mr. Stefan, I'm going to invite you on stage and ask you a few questions to enlighten us about everything involved in being a Scrum Master. Thank you so much. You see people like, um, you know, France, you know, they went to the World Cup, they got to the finals, Argentina, they won the World Cup. You know, people are praising Messi, you know, the players have been hard of and little are being said about the coach. So this is what prepared me. I like to be behind the scene, curating that environment for developers to flourish, educating developers on the agile ways of working. These are the things that prepared me to venture into that career. In addition, I'm a person that loves to teach. You know, this career will give you that platform for you to teach. So these are the two key things that prepared me to go into, you know, the IT route and also becoming a Scrum Master. Wow, that's fascinating, sir. Mr. Stefan. so I'm like, I would like to know if I am new to this, what are the requirements that anyone can just take up just to be prepared to take up this course in school master because i understand that if we stumble upon things and we don't know where to start from it becomes intimidating fear of the unknown mm-hmm. this and that what what requirements do you think are mm-hmm. necessary for someone else to take this up all right being a scrum master requires a lot of learning and it requires you to be trained by an experienced scrum master or an agile coach. If you Google scrum master training, you will see a lot of, um, I'll use the word sham mentors who are online and they will tell you, they'll give you a two day training or three days of training and um, they'll be charging things ranging from a thousand pounds upwards up to like 1,005-1,006. My advice to aspirant scrum masters is not to go with such trainers. 
because you cannot learn everything that will equip you to become a good scrum master within three, four, or even five days. Such mentors, what they would do is they would give you the scrum guide and the scrum guide you can read it within a day. They will just throw it at you, tell you about the rules and responsibilities of being a scrum master and that will end there. And when you get a job, you would end up struggling. So my advice to those who want to explore the route of becoming a scrum master is to find a good mentor, find a good academy and join the academy, you know, and the training could take up to eight weeks or, you know, even more whereby you will learn not only the basics, you equally learn the practical aspect of being a Scrum Master. Because you'll be doing a lot. You'll be using a lot of tools. So it will be good for you to learn how to use the tools. You will equally be facilitating a lot of meetings. It will be good for you to have like a hands-on experience with an experienced senior Scrum Master. You know, also you will learn how to resolve conflicts within teams because within a team of developers is certainly bound to happen. And they will be looking up to you as a scrum master to resolve the conflict for them. If you're not equipped and you venture straight into the working environment, you will struggle. So my advice to those who want to go into this route is to find a good academy, find a reputable trainer, follow the trainer, and also on completion of your training to do the certification that would show that you're, you've done the training and you're certified Scrum Master. There are two areas or two certifications. You need to do only one of them. That's one called um, CSM, that's Certified Scrum Master. That's another one called PSM, Professional Scrum Master. You don't need to do the two. You only have to pick one. So the difference between them is CSM expires. It has like a lifeline. It expires after every three years. You would need to recertify. And CSM is much easier to pass. Whereas professional Scrum Master certification is more difficult to pass, but the certification lasts for life. You don't need to revalidate it. So it's up to the candidate which one you want to, you know, take, whether CSM or PSM. But my recommendation would be PSM. Yeah. That is amazing. That is amazing, Mr. Stefan. Honestly, I have I can't get over your profile and I would like to tell you to like give me another load on your profile because it is so motivating. Like where do I start from? The NLB in Coventry, the postgraduate in economics and all. Like wow, like <laughs> I can't get over it. Stefan, kindly just put me at ease because I can feel intimidated already by your profile. Kindly. Another, dumb it down for me. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, um, like I mentioned earlier on, you know, I, when I was younger, you know, the aspiration was to become um, a solicitor. You know, in Nigeria, we only have one route to become a barrister. Here in the UK, you can choose to become a solicitor or a barrister. And um, I did my law degree at um, one of the prestigious universities in the UK, Coventry, where I obtained my LLB. And I followed that up with um, doing a master's in international economic law at one of the Red Brick Universities, uh, Warwick, University of Warwick, where I obtained my LLM with distinction. And um, I secured a job afterwards as um, a lead um, policy advisor with the public sector. And the aspiration was to you know, continue in the legal field. But, you know, most of my peers and friends then, you know, they were into IT and the conversation about IT, you know, emulated, uh, motivated me to do a 360, you know, career switch. And since doing that, I've not, I've not looked back. I am enjoying what I currently do. And I don't think I will ever look back. Yes. Wow. The 360 career switch. I, I wish we could hear that. Some people always fear the unknown. They are scared of so many things that what could happen. But like you did it. And like what what does a scrum master do exactly? Because for someone to make a 360 switch from all of these bountiful things to scrum master there has to be something that is not for you so what does a scrum master do all right um a scrum master the job um requires a person to be really a patient person you know and also on a day to day there are different things scrum a scrum master does although on the scrum guide it is recommended, don't forget that Scrum is a framework under the umbrella of Agile. It's not a methodology. So everything on the Scrum guide, they are, you know, as their recommendations. Although the Scrum guide says that development team should be facilitating daily standups. But in practice, you know, if you are being put on a new team, a team that's just adopting Agile. In Agile, we use the form, we call it Shuharia. Shuharia is a Japanese phrase in order to detect where you are in your martial arts career, you know, whether you are in the early phase, whether you are an experienced martial arts person, so if you are being put on a team that's still in the shoe phase, they would require you as their scrum master to be facilitating their daily stand-up. And as you're doing that, you would be mentoring the team how to facilitate effective daily stand-up 
meaning keep it to 15 minutes, discuss in detail about what you'll be picking for the day that will push you closer to meeting your spring goal. Discussing what you worked on yesterday that pushed you closer to meeting your spring goals and also highlighting impediments. When the team highlights impediments, it will be up to the Scrum Master to track the impediments. If it's an impediment that cannot be resolved within the team, then the Scrum Master will have to figure out the way to unblock the team. This is not to say that you need to know anything about coding. I'm not a developer. So what I'm talking about is if the skill set within the team is not there to resolve the impediment or you have a dependent on another team, the Scrum Master will have to go to the other team, interact with them, try to source out a skill set that will help unblock their team and get them moving forward to meeting the spring goal. Not only that, in addition to that, a Scrum Master would need to be working closely on a day-to-day with the product owner in order to figure out effective ways for managing the backlog. Several teams have different ways of managing their backlog. Some teams, when you go on the backlog, you see like, you know, sprints, and then you see backlog. Some will configure their backlog with the help of the Scrum Master in order to make it easier for the developers to know, you know, what they will be working on, moving on to the next sprint, in order to make it visible on the most prioritized item by configuring their backlog, putting things like swim lines. You have to come up with ideas and work closely with the product owner. In addition to that, a Scrum Master would also need to be working with the team on the first ceremony for uh, the Scrum being sprint planning. A Scrum Master will have to come up with the average velocity of the team, work with their capacity, and then advise the team on what you think they can achieve moving on to the next sprint so that they don't end up overworking themselves and picking so much work that will end up burning them. A Scrum Master equally needs to be maintaining the metrics for the team and showing the metrics to them. In addition to that, during backlog um, refinement, although backlog refinement is not one of the prescribed um, scrum ceremonies, uh, the key prescribed scrum ceremonies, we talk about planning, we talk about daily stand-ups, we talk about sprint reviews, we talk about sprint retrospectives. But then most scrum teams, if not all of them, they do backlog refinements. During backlog refinement, you will work closely with the product owner and equally with the team in order to refine the backlog, in order to do what we call pruning and grooming of the backlog. Add 
estimates on the work you're going to be picking, you know, and equally break larger stories, user stories. Some people call it backlog, um, well, product backlog items. So you break them down in smaller chunks using what we call the invest theory. So facilitation of the estimation is done by the Scrum Master and the discussion of the work is done between the product owner and the team and the question of how to implement the, the work is done by the development team. So that's why we have um, the question of how and the question of why when it comes to Scrum. You know, the question of why are we doing this is answered by, you know, the product owner and how are we going to implement it is answered by the developers. And whilst doing this, you have the product owner to facilitate it. So the biggest role within this um, scrum ceremonies for a scrum master to take on is the last ceremony within the scrum cycle being the retrospective, sprint retrospective. During sprint retrospective, the scrum master will have to facilitate that. You have to also get the teams to come up with actionable items and retrospective is all about how they are going to enhance their processes get better you know move a team from being a good team to being a great team and this is all facilitated by the scrum master also if the processes and actionable items the team um came up with is too much, you as a Scrum Master will have to work with them to narrow it down to maybe three actionable items you think they're going to change moving up to the next, um, next sprint. So in a nutshell, these are the things um, a Scrum Master does on within the sprints and also on a day-to-day basis. Also, don't forget some stakeholders instead of to go sometimes stakeholders are meant to go through product owners to communicate with the team but sometimes outside members of the team may choose to come through the scrum master if it's a question uh, that requires a response from the PO you have to push them to the PO if it's an interaction that's meant for the PO to interact with the stakeholders, you push them to the PO. If it's a question meant for the team, then as a scrum master, you have to table it to the team, get the um, answer and send the answer to the person inquiring. So these are the things scrum masters do on a day-to-day basis. That is very enlightening. Like I like the way you broke it down from what, why, and how. Like that is only encompasses so much of what organizations need. Like it sounds so pivotal to the progress of any organization. Because I remember since lockdown, the dynamics in organizations have changed. 
honestly, I would like to know, like, what's the future of Scrum Master? Because come 2023, we want to understand how important it's going to be for the, for the next 10 years, not just 2023 and beyond. What is the future prospects of Scrum Master? Like, All right. Scrum, like I always tell most people, is the presence and also Scrum and DevOps, they are the future. If you notice, Scrum has dominated the market and is taking over, slowly taking over Waterfall because of all the problems that comes with um, Waterfall. And um, with Waterfall, you know, we, you know, the um, SDLC, Software Development Lifecycle, how it's being done in a waterfall sequence, whereby they would do the um, um, analysis first, and then they may take the months before they do design. It may take them another month or months before they do the implementation, which would include coding and all that. It may take them months before they do testing. And then by the time they're inviting the stakeholders, it may be too late. What they built may not be what the stakeholder, you know, requested for them to build. So waterfall is too rigid. But this is not to say that waterfall will be invalidated or erased completely. It's still going to be there. But currently, the market is being dominated about 50% by Scrum. About, you know, uh, Kanban, you're talking about 20% and the remainder they're shared by you know uh things like crystal and um waterfall and all that so scrum is really taking over because of the flexibility because we do um accommodate um stakeholders and uh one of the 12 agile principles uh mentioned about satisfying the customers through early and continuous delivery of valuable software. So how do we do this? Within the SDLC, Software Development Lifecycle, we tend to release incrementally and iteratively. We release valuable increments slowly, and during the sprint review, we would invite the stakeholders for them to observe. And also another agile principle mentioned about welcoming changing requirements, even late in development. During the sprint review, even if a stakeholder comes up with a new requirement, unlike waterfall that's rigid, the team will accommodate it. They will do what we call inspect and adapt. After inspecting with the stakeholders, even if it's a new requirement, they will go back, you know, adapt, change whatever they need to change on the software, on the coding, adopt and accommodate the new requirements. This is an internet era, you know, whereby things are changing rapidly. In addition, stakeholders listen to customers being end users. And also Scrum teams will listen to end users. What is in demand out there? With Waterfall, 
by the time it's taken a team maybe 12 months to build a software and releasing it, it may not be what is trending in the market anymore. And they will lose a lot of customers. But Scrum can raise that room for stakeholders to request changes for us to adapt and accommodate what is trending in the market. We can make changes on the software by releasing slowly, iteratively, and incrementally. And also I mentioned earlier on that waterfall is not going completely. We are not going to eradicate it completely because waterfall is best used in areas where the timeline is set and uh, the project is well def defined and the deliverable is really well defined and expected. You know, things like, let's say in a building project whereby we have the plan of the building project. We know have a timeline where the project needs to complete. And uh, we have um, everything all set up. Waterfall can be used. But in a complex IT environment where we need to change things, adapt things to meet the demand out there, you know, Scrum is better suited. And I'll give you an example where why it's good to listen to um, customers is the case of uh, Motorola that came up with um, the brick in 1983. And uh, they refused, you know, to listen to customers and to come up with what will entice their customers to keep using the product. Nokia came up in 1992 with a small phone and Nokia took 98% of the market. Equally, Nokia refused to evolutionize their, you know, phone. When the smartphone came up, you know, iPhone completely dominated and um, Samsung started to dominate. Nokia remained adamant, you know, to make changes, to listen to customers because they owned about 80% of the market. What happened to Nokia? Nokia went into, went completely in 2014. That was when Microsoft bought them. And the CEO cried on the national TV saying, we didn't do anything wrong, but somehow we lost. <laughs> you know, we didn't do anything. You did not listen to your end users. That was where they went wrong. So Scrum will continue to dominate and DevOps is coming up strongly. Scrum and DevOps will in the future dominate. And there will be more demand. There's more demand for Scrum Masters and the demand will go up even more. Some of my friends who are PMs, you know, project managers, they're being retrained to becoming um, Scrum Masters and securing jobs as Scrum Masters. So that area, there will be more demands from now till the next 10 years. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that's, that is enlightening once again. Like now I know why you have been in this role and you've excelled exceedingly. So obviously, if you're in this role, it is not without its shortcomings and limitations. And I'm curious how, uh, what challenges have you faced in this role in the last five years? And 
and how have you how have you circumvented them how have you overcome these obstacles what was the drive all right you know working with people that's always diversity you know the way we think the way we reason and the way we carry ourselves as um, individuals and as a scrum master you have to figure out the way to accommodate all these individuals so the key challenge i faced as a scrum master and i keep facing and other scrum masters would also um, attest to this is working with challenging um, individuals um, developers who would want to resist you know the agile framework and that would involve in involve you as a scrum master having to pull them aside mentor them tell them the reason we are doing what we are doing because don't forget some of them might have worked in in um in a waterfall environment before being pulled into the agile environment so they may be questioning why do we do daily stand-ups this seems to be a waste of their 15 minutes they could use it to do coding why are we you doing planning so it's up to you as a scrum master to provide that training for them don't forget you are the person seen seen at the agile leader who wears the agile knowledge so you need to to be coaching them in addition to that is when there are conflicts between two team members you as a scrum master needs to be neutral and also get the team to raise the conflict during retrospective meeting for the whole team to for the whole team to get involved and also find a resolution for it. More so, when you are working with an inexperienced product owner, it makes things more challenging, a bit difficult for the Scrum Master. You have to coach because you're seen as the knowledge wearer. So you have to coach the product owner on their responsibilities, work with them hand to hand, and not to go complaining. Maybe this product owner is not experienced, blah, blah, blah. So these are the challenges um, I have faced as um, a Scrum Master, and which I'm sure other Scrum Masters out there, they're facing similar challenges. Exactly. I understand that because what one scrum master faces, there's a high probability that someone else, the other part of the world, has faced exactly the same thing. Yeah. I was curious, do you network with other professionals in your level or you are a lone ranger? All right. Yes. As a scrum master, you need to be networking with other scrum masters. That's how you need to continue growing. You cannot grow by being a lone ranger or a loner. You know, within the organization I work for and all the previous organizations I've worked with in the past, 
there's always something we call Scrum of Scrums. So this will involve, you know, all the Scrum Masters within a specific unit or area within the organization, or if it's a small organization, all the Scrum Masters within the organization, having like um, a brainstorming sessions. So some organizations, they do it like once every week where they would do it for like an, an hour. Some do it like once bi-weekly or once monthly. And then you all as Scrum Masters will tender the issues you're having in your respective teams. Other Scrum Masters, including yourself, who table the issue with you would brainstorm on how to resolve the issues. And in addition to that, you need to be doing brainstorming, exchanging knowledge within yourselves. In addition, there are other platforms out there whereby as a Scrum Master, you need to be a member of where you can interact with other Scrum Masters outside your organization. Places like um, scrum.org, you know, if you go there, it's a, a platform with um, thousands of um, Scrum Masters and they exchange knowledge. If you have an issue, you can just table it there. All the Scrum Masters would come, you know, and uh, they're quite effective there and they would answer your questions or queries. Yeah, I do network. Great, great, great. So I'm, I'm curious, um, if someone that has zero knowledge in all of this wants to take this up, what give us a few words that would change a person's perception and fear of what to do? Because there's some people I'm very certain that mm-hmm. would love to take up this course, but they we tell you they don't know anything about it. We are from this sector, I'm from that sector, and you tapping from your experience, moving from law to a 360 turnaround to this. What would you, in a few words, tell someone that wants to take this up further? Oh, God. The thing I would tell the person, uh, number one, you don't need to be, you know, have a degree to venture into IT. Some people may think oh, I need a degree in information technology or a sort of degree. Um, Scrum is the one of the is the most highest paying career whereby you can venture into it with no degree. You know, in the UK, you're looking at things like sixty thousand above. So, few ways I would tell the person: be courageous. You know, and um, venture into it, find a mentor or an academy that has a very good mentor, uh, acquaint yourself with them, register on the course and do the training. And also after the training, you know, work on your personal, you know, um, skill on how you interact with uh, individuals because um, you'll be working with people so um that should be a key aspect of the role knowing how to work with people knowing how to interact with developers knowing how to you know communicate with people by tendering difficult things and making it sound a bit subtle you know so those are the things i would um, encourage the person to do just be courageous take the leap of faith and then 
venture into the career. And uh, honestly, also, it's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. The more time you take to practice and learn, the better you would be a good Scrum Master. So when I took the leap of faith, you know, and went into it, uh, initially it was not easy. But as time went by, I continued to learn on the job and continue to grow. I currently now I find it really easy. So with time, it will become easy. Thank you so much, Mr. Stefan. That was enlightening. I feel, honestly, I feel motivated now. I want to take a Scrum Master too. So to yeah. everyone out there listening to us, um, this is Mr. Stefan and he is, he is so good at what he does that we have decided to put this call to action here. So what we want to do now is we are going to take up this course at Tritech Consulting and whoever is interested in taking up Scrum Master should head up to our website at tritechconsulting.co.uk and you can also send us an email at info.tritechconsulting.co.uk uh, Let me take that again. <clears throat> If you are interested in Scrum Master, kindly reach us out at mytritech.co.uk. And also, if you want to send us an email, email us through info at mytritech.co.uk and we will get right to you right away. Thank you so much, Mr. Stefan. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a pleasant day, sir. Yeah, thank you very much, everyone listening to us. Also, Tritech will be doing um, a tester session on the 4th of February, where we will be covering, you know, everything that has to do with um, Scrum, how you're going to get into the career, what you should be expecting to get out of the career. So if you are interested, please reach out to Tritech and uh, register for the tester session. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Dayo. Thank you, Femi. Bye, y'all.